welcome back to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. I have a Goals Alive podcast to bring to you today. This is a conversation with Trevor, who started an incredible company called Dog earlier this year. And I share that this is a Goals Alive conversation because it was actually his coach who had posted on LinkedIn celebrating his goal, his new company come to life. And I was so darn inspired by the power of us going after things that we want, creating newness in the world. And of course, how do you not love it if it has to do with a pup? Most of all, oh my heart, I cannot get over the joy of listening to Trevor talk about his deep research, his understanding of pet nutrition, of pup toys, of pup stimulation. He really, really embodies all things of enriching the lives of dogs and their owners. He feels like the best kept secret of Vancouver right now, and I just don't want to keep him a secret. So if you have a pup, if you know someone who has a pup, please check out his shop and enjoy this conversation. It might just change how you treat your own animal or perhaps a pup you see walking down the street. All right, Trevor, welcome to the show. I'm grateful to have you on the mic. And this might be one of my most favorite podcasts to uh, record because we have dogs first, humans second. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that that's a great mantra. So I, I love that energy going into today. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're a dog first conversation happening today on the pod. And yet, if we're going to be Trevor first, just for a moment, can you introduce yourself, Trevor? Who are you in 2023? Yeah. Oh, great question. Um, what, who is Trevor? Trevor is a husband, a son, a brother, and a pet guardian. Um, Trevor is mm-hmm. also a founder of a online sustainable goods company uh, called Dogged, where we specialize in um, essentially dog goods. <laughs> yeah, Dogged. Yeah. All right, we, we have to dive in there. How did Dogged come to be and what did it take for Dogged to be born? What did it take? It's oh, a great question. Um, Dogged really came out of uh, really wanting to establish a connection between a pet guardian and a dog really it came out of quite a bad situation which was losing an animal in our own house um, very quickly very suddenly and very unexpected at that moment we realized how important that connection was with a dog and a human and how that even grew from there is realizing how different objects or items or education can strengthen your connection between uh, a canine and a human and then from from there, from building Dogged, really became a, a ton of people continuing to tell me to keep going. So mm. whether that be a, a coach, old colleagues, um, my partner, my own dog, <laughs> um, mm. was, I think, leaping into entrepreneurship often comes from a place of faith-based decisions and I think you need a lot of people in your corner to keep telling you to keep going so mm-hmm. earlier this year uh, with enough support with my community around me I decided to leave my job and pursue dogged full-time three months after putting or turning in my laptop I we were able to get our website live and have 
a store there that people can engage with and it's been it's just keeps going I, I don't even know what else to say it's it's overwhelming yeah. just in the way I can describe it it's surreal yeah. oh it's surreal you never want a rock bottom moment I I think we don't wish rock bottom moments on on yeah. anyone you don't wish someone to die you don't wish for heartbreak you don't wish to lose something that is special and I think if we're awake to life some of those moments can be some of the most transformational moments and to know that by losing something meant that you you simply could not stay in the same form of life any longer you had to break out and create something and your heart it's it, you know it feels like your heart just grew it multiplied and um and and here you are and so yeah. you have an online store right now where you are very carefully curating toys and food and and so much more. I want you to go into that curation yeah. status for us. You've you've become a curator, and yeah. and how how have you done that? What what yeah. is that journey? Oh, that's a really good question. I I think curation is really challenging because it involves discipline. Um, and what's really beautiful about discipline is you have to make really hard decisions. So I think curation really comes from a place of values. And um, I was given the advice that if we start comparing ourselves to others, we lose our own values. So mm-hmm. trying to remove what else is out in the market or what else is is in the periphery and looking at what we value, which was quality and sustainability, we decided that we would only hold product that either was repurposed from something else. So it became the second life it's ever had. You can recycle it after it can be returned back to us or the quality was undeniable. So out of that curation, we were able to, to really just make some tough decisions to say like, we really want this, but it doesn't fit into one of those four pillars. So we don't have it. And that became easier over time. And, and that exercising that discipline became nice and easy. And so with, with those four things, we have amazing goods and, and not only the toys and and the food space, but we do have um, walk accessories. We have really anything that a pet could need uh, to hopefully establish a better connection and and not feel crummy about what you might be doing to the planet at the same time. Mm. Well, I just need to plug and this is this is not paid for. This is a self-sponsored advert that <laughs> Bernie got a new leash that I absolutely love. And I'm certain he loves it as well. And then I learned from you that it's actually recycled rope. Yes. So yeah. we're going to do like a few quick adverts on Bernie's yeah. favorite things, Good. like Oprah's favorite things, Ala <laughs> Bernie. Um, can you first tell us about Bernie's new leash? Yes. Um, so Bernie's new leash is from this amazing company called Flowfold, and Flowfold uh, produces all of their goods out of Maine in the U.S. And Flowfold partners with um, an amazing um, rock climbing company who makes rope. And if the rope doesn't meet the quality standards that used for rock climbing, they then give this rope to Flowfold to make leashes. And then mm. I, when people hear things like B standard or, or not to the quality of climbing rope, um, that's also reinforced with a lifetime warranty. And it is, it is of amazing quality. So that one's a really fun one. 
Um, the other cool thing about it is that it's blue and blue is a color that dogs can see. So when we talk about small curation, we tried to get anything within a blue or yellow cone because those are the two colors that canines can see. So come on, like these are the nuggets and you do such a beautiful job of storytelling. And yet I have to say, like when I discovered you and your brand, I just had to reach out because I was like, wait, there's something so special going on here. And now it's like every conversation layer on layer, it just gets, it gets better. And it's like, yes, Bernie has a blue leash because he can see blue. That's so cute. I'm hitting the pause button on this sweet episode to tell you about something that you might like. Our newsletter, we call it The Corkboard. It has all things juicy, whether you are looking to keep in touch between episodes or find out more about our coaching, development, or hot new jobs that we're working on. The link is in our show notes. Your inbox is sacred and your time is too. So now let's get back to the episode. Well, next up, Bernie um, has a toy that has a puffer in it. And it's a treat and you heat up the treat and it expands. And then he's lost in it for like at least two to three times longer than any other toy or treat because he's just going ham on this thing. And I haven't seen anything else like it. And it's cute and adorable for me, but it's even cuter and more adorable for him. Oh, I I love your passion, Steph. It makes me so excited because I don't get to speak to people all the time about dog toys, but this is clearly my favorite topic. But so the the toy that you're describing is called uh, the Yeti Puff and Play. So um, it is really cute. It's a little Yeti guy um, and it's filled with what is a Yak's Milk hardened cheese. So these little nuggets um, are made out of yak's milk, salt, and lime juice. That's the only three ingredients that are in it. And you can buy these chews just regularly, like a full stick. And once a dog gets to the follow the, the nugget at the end, it can become quite a risk for a dog to swallow that and potentially have a blockage or something like that. Um, so what this little hack is, is that you can microwave it. And then it gets this beautiful puff. It's not the most wonderful scent for a human, I will admit, but it is a beautiful scent for our dogs who have so many smelling receptors on their nose. And so what you do is you just microwave it for a minute. Um, it puffs within this toy rather than just puffing it for the dog. And then it gives them, and you'll hear this a lot, is like a job to do. So um, something we forget about sometimes is, is dogs are actually unemployed. Um, they are freeloaders in, in a way. And so it is amazing to be able to give dogs uh, an opportunity to have an exercise to do. So way back when animals were foraging, they were working hard for their food to get it. So this really imitates that same thing. So uh, often defined in the pet industry is called enrichment. So, and that, that is the improvement of their life. So giving dogs a reason to do something is amazing. Dogs really do enjoy it. Someone described enrichment to me, like when you were bored as a child and you were making um, dandelion chains. And I thought that was like a really beautiful way is that when we give our op the opportunity for our mind to get imaginative, we do find ourselves doing something with it. So I thought that was a really neat way of explaining it as well. Oh my gosh, you're making my heart sing because yes, Bernie is so unemployed. And yet yeah. when he has a task, when he is given a job, he will do it relentlessly. And he will 
you know, I just think back to this morning, he goes into his toy box and he rummages to find a toy and then he wants to bring it to me while I'm like doing yoga on the floor. And I'm like, no, Bernie, I don't want to play with you. Yet he wants, he has a purpose. He has found his toy and he's here to play. And, oh, it's so sweet. So I'm going to keep that in mind instead of losing my marbles on Bernie. Maybe I can pause and just think like he's employed to play right now. He's here for it. Yeah. (laughs) That's so sweet. Okay, our third toy, our third treasure. And again, I'm really loving Bernie's favorite things. This might need to be a, an episode that we keep going season to season. Absolutely, yeah. Um, because we've just passed the summer season. And this summer, admittedly, I really wanted Bernie to learn how to swim. I thought it would be really great to get him in the water. Bernie is a Bernadoodle. And three years in, three summers in, swimming is just not his favorite thing. He will do it. I think out of like fear of being left out yet, if he had his way, he would just sort of stay up to about his shoulders. And that's, that's good enough. Except we scored the Frisbee and the floating Frisbee. He is all in for a toy. He's all in for a toy. So I need to know how you chose this specific floating Frisbee. And admittedly, the only thing I have to say is that I like it so much. I don't want to lose it. So contrary to throwing a stick for him, because he's slightly unreliable, I only could throw the Frisbee when I was willing to get in the water in case he wanted to leave it behind. And that's a Steph problem, not a Bernie problem. Sometimes he gets scared and that's okay. Well, Steph, I want to let you know that I have fully gone in waist deep in jeans and runners because I was left hanging by my own wonderful animal, Ruby. So I have gone fully in the ocean to retrieve a toy that I loved so much because sometimes they say it's it's not me. And unfortunately, it is a collaborative process between you and your dog. And they do have choice in this world, too. So. <laughs> Um, with the frisbee it's another really awesome toy and he picked such a good package it is from a company called play play is amazing company they're a certified b corp company based out of california and they've really kept sustainability at the forefront so a lot of naturally um created harder toys such as frisbees or chew toys Uh, are often made from items that we don't necessarily know what they're created out of. So there's potentials for microplastics and and items like that. And what I really liked about Play is that they had to understand where their supply chain was coming from. And once again, it's blue. I'm an absolute sucker for for blue products, uh, yellow products. And and those were kind of the two things that, that really drew me to a company like Play is knowing that they knew where their supply chain was and and was continued going to and as well as as the color so and who who doesn't love something that floats so it's kind of yeah. and it can be used on land as well it doesn't have to exclusively it's be true. used for the water but i i'm i'm with you as well i've definitely lost a few toys or, or lost the battle of being the one to go in to get the toys i should mm-hmm. say well what i need to add to bernie's um swimming lessons is that he's already a little bit timid of the water he's definitely Mm -hmm. not a great swimmer he kind of looks like a a hideous water polo player like flapping his arms however in the name of a toy he'll like full-on you know duck dive to try to find a toy and I just think he's gonna have trauma for this for the next 10 years like there's no way that his little head going underwater makes him feel any sense of safety security or 
you know, like a calm nervous system. So I'm like, no, 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 no. I need something that floats so that he can see it. And he's not diving underwater like a seal and then coming up and still drowning on his way back to the shore, you know? (laughs) So um, for anyone listening who has a dog that might be a little bit timid of swimming, or maybe Bernie's just a slow learner. I'm not sure. And all of it's okay. Okay. Yeah. He can still play with his Frisbee on land. That's an important piece to remember. (laughs) Um, Bernie's on his own path sorry (laughs) Bernie is on his own path and here's what I need to say for our listeners and the reason this podcast is so powerful is the lessons to be learned from a relationship with a dog there's no textbook I think trainers are beautiful people Bernie has taught me more than I would like to admit Bernie has taught me about Bernie on Bernie time Bernie style Bernie standards And there is something that it's priceless. Like the love of Bernie is truly, truly priceless. So I love that we get to talk about toys that enrich Bernie's life because they enrich mine. And knowing the why behind, be it the color, be it where things come from. Like I, would you ever want to give people in your life that you love, like the second, second goods of everything? And I'm like, well, maybe because that keeps like the ecosystem alive and like, and Bernie is a heck yes to it. How cool is that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the the saying like one man's trash is another man's treasure is mm-hmm. is so true. And and that's like really where our, our tennis ball program came from is that we we do collect our we collect tennis balls from local clubs around Vancouver and, and we resell them and, and put all the money towards charity. And the charity that we work with is called Community Vet Outreach, which helps uh, those who are homeless or at risk of homelessness um, get the necessary veterinary care that they need for their animals. And we have the true belief that like it doesn't matter your economic position, like animals and humans benefit off being together and and getting the necessary care to do that is 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 hugely important it's so special I love that you've just plugged that because I was going to ask about your relationship with community and and the tennis ball program is so incredible that is just too cool Amen. Thank you for doing that. The next question I wanted to riff on was your vision. So you're a newly minted entrepreneur, and I probably can only say that for a few more months, and then you'll be like, hey, I've been at at this for a year now, and we're rocking and rolling. Yet while you're in your first year of business, it's the perfect time to ask for your vision. And and what is the, the vision that you have for what you want to get up to and what you are creating? Because what I know for sure is that when I hear a leader share a vision, it's something that you either are magnetized to and you really want to get behind or you're like, oh, not my kind of people, not where I want to be. And our friend Seth Godin always says, people like us do things like this. He also says that the world would be a happier place if more people had dogs, which I think is a beautiful one-liner. So in the name of of a vision, in the name of being an entrepreneur, what what can we get behind with you, Trevor? Absolutely. Um, Our vision really is to enrich the lives of the dogs that make our lives richer. I know that you had had already plugged it, which made me so happy to hear. And like you said, attracting like-minded folks. Um, But with what that that entails is is really being not only a dog store, but an educational hub. We want to be able to be a place where we can educate people and also be educated a big thing about our community and and maybe I'll get into that in a second, but really our vision is we want to be a place where curious dog people can come. 
I love it. Curious dog people unite. Can you tell us a little bit more about, I mean, you are educating us so well. Um, what What is the journey of education? Yeah. So there's loads of different areas that I've been forced as a dog owner myself to be educated on. So the first area is after our, our loss, we, we did end up getting another dog named Ruby, who is energetic, eccentric. And for those dog owners, we have a Vigla. So they're incredibly high energy. She's under two years old and she came home with allergies. Um, she had all of the classic symptoms and I couldn't figure out why. And I spent hours and hours on the, on the internet trying to figure out what was wrong with her. And so out of that process, I ended up enrolling in a program to become a canine nutritionist. And because it was just something I was really passionate about. So that was the first step of our educational hub is, is being able to properly inform people of what, what is the like emerging research that's coming out on dog food. We always hear about raw food. Is it bad? Is it good? The the whole grain discussion as well being another big uh, topic of conversation. And then on top of that, we wanted to learn from others. So actually yesterday of all days, um, we had a ER vet come and, and, and we got to learn from. So we were actually able to use our community through uh, social media to ask just generic questions like, is dog scooting bad? How can I make the vet a better experience for them? What causes a reverse sneeze? All these dog owner type questions you hear about. And it was amazing to hear from him. And, and so we keep on doing that is that we're just going to, we're going to get people in the door. We're going to ask people's opinions and we're going to bring knowledge to a very curious group of people. Oh, my heart. I, just love this. I love that you are taking your passion and putting it into, you know, curation on purpose. You're putting it into changing, truly enriching the lives, changing the lives of all of us dog owners. And more than that, though, I, I just think it's, it says so much about loving something enough to go all in. You're like four paws, let's go. And I'm going to tell you about all the things you didn't even know. I didn't know that dogs had a reverse sneeze. And I don't even know how to identify if there are allergies. And the joy of, of learning all of these pieces and places where in many respects, you could say they can't communicate back with us or they don't choose to use words. And at the end of the day, the currency between a dog owner and a dog is simply love. And that is really, really special. So I think you might be in the business of love and it's expressed through pups and pals. And I think this community that you're creating is so, so special. And I feel lucky that we get to record this podcast now and so early in your journey, because I cannot wait to be a part of this wild expansion. I hope we get to have dog walks in the community and you know I'm dying to bring you up to Squamish I think this place is full of more dogs than people and we all need ropes for leashes that's for sure well we must wrap and the last question I have to ask is what is making your heartbeat faster today Trevor gosh I have two answers if that's okay okay I want both um yeah all right so my first one is is vulnerability so putting yourself out there um What's really interesting about creating a brand is 
it is an extension of who you are. And, and as we've talked about is passion's a huge piece of what we're doing. And so something that makes my heart beat faster is a new release. Um, doing something will, will community respond to it in the right way that is making my heart beat faster and in more of an anxious way than it is maybe, uh, I mean, it comes from love as well. And the second one is, is getting to watch animals engage with their owners through products that we have, have given them. I think there is nothing that makes my heart beat faster than getting to watch that. So cool. I love it. Well, I want to just add one little nugget that I recently heard that anxiety or any form of anxiousness is a fear of a future state. So the more present we can be, the more we have an ability to manage any anxious feelings. And it's so true that vulnerability would follow or you know, anxiety may follow vulnerability because to be vulnerable is to put something out and anxiety might be the future state of how that vulnerability is digested. Um, yet I think there's something really beautiful we can learn from our pups that they live in the moment and yeah. they're really here for right now. So maybe there's the lesson and please keep being vulnerable because all of these new releases are just so freaking cool. Oh, thank you so much, Steph. It's uh, like, I think that's a, a, it's a great point. Like the lessons, like, Ruby puts herself out there with dogs every single day. And if she gets rejected, she just, she just moves on to the next. So I think that's a, that's a great lesson as well. Oh, bless. Pups remind us, go where the love flows. So let's do more of that. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I am so stoked to publish this specific conversation and people with passion, curious people with passion and love. Let's go multiply, shall we? And you know what makes my heart beat faster? The fact that I get to share with you that this podcast is brought to you in partnership with More Good Media. Our friends over at More Good Media are spreading the good word, one conversation, one podcast at a time. So thanks so much for your support. We are so glad to be here in partnership. Oh, hey, before you go, you know, listening to podcasts on this thing called the internet, it's a wild ride. And what would be so helpful on our wild journey is if you would be so kind to jump on and give us a review. Four, maybe even five stars. It really helps. Thanks for joining us.